don't know what's going to happen next. If you watch the, the wrong news source, we're going to all be gone in, in, uh, in a few days. And uh, hey, we may be gone in a few minutes. Amen. Amen. But where we're going, there's not going to be any more sickness or disease. That, hallelujah. Can y'all wake up just a little bit? Amen. Come on, get excited about the fact that Jesus Christ is the same. Not was the same, but He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changing, which means He, is, he was healer, He is healer, and He will be healer tomorrow. Amen. There is nothing every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that He is Lord. Amen. That means coronavirus. That means cancer. That means sickness. That means disease. That means financial burden. That means whatever it is to you. That means every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. But it takes us submitting and surrendering to Him so that He will have the opportunity to come in and do that. Amen. Because He's not going to barge in. He's going to come in when he's invited. Amen. Stand with me, if you will, for for the reading of the word this morning. This is Joshua in the last chapter of Joshua. He says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose, your land, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we rejoice in you right now, God, in knowing that, Lord, you have, as we've already said, you have everything worked out for our good, and there is no need to fear We need to trust today. Trust and believe and know and put our hope in you and expectations, Lord, that you have already planned this and you've already got it working on our behalf. We love you today. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house once again. Lord, let us no longer take it for granted. Let us no longer take for granted that Sunday morning we get to go to the house of the Lord. We don't have to go. We get to go to the house of the Lord. Lord, we thank you for it today. I submit to you, use me to speak your word. And God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. As you're seated today, I, wanna, I, want, to, uh, I want us to do something right quick. Uh, I have uh, family. I have some family that go to Emmanuel Baptist Church in Dennis. And their pastor over the last few years has fought a battle, fought a battle with cancer. And uh, yesterday, the Lord decided to carry him home. And uh, he, uh, he, he fought and fought and fought. And he loved the Lord. He was, uh, I never did get to meet him, but my family, I trust their, their opinion of people. And, and they, they love this man dearly. So I want us to pray together for Emmanuel Baptist Church this morning. Uh-huh. Pastor Rose, okay, over in uh, Tennessee. All right, so let's pray for the, the, the family of this pastor that passed away yesterday. Let's pray for Brother Rose this morning. Lord, today, God, we know that, that there is nothing that is impossible with you. 
There is nothing that you cannot do. And Lord, we trust in you and we believe in you as our Savior, as our hope. And Lord, you have given us the Holy Spirit as a comforter. So Lord, we ask for your Spirit to go into this place where there is comfort needed. We ask for you to go to this family today and provide only the comfort that you can provide. Lord, hum- humanity has, does not have the right words, but Lord, your Spirit has perfect words. So today we ask for you to speak to this family and comfort them and let them know, Lord, that there are people praying for them in this time. Lord, we pray for for Pastor Rose today, God, that you would touch his body. Lord, there's nothing too great. There's nothing too hard. Nothing shall be impossible. So we thank you for it today. We trust and believe in you today. And Lord, we look to you. We look to the hills for where our help comes from. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, I'll just be honest with you. I've studied this and got this message prepared uh, on Friday. And as I woke up this morning, I come to realize... Man, I don't have an opening scripture. And uh, because I just began to write down the thoughts that the Lord was giving me, and I was like, Lord, I've got to have a, every good preacher's got to have an opening scripture. Amen. And uh, so I was, I was going through the Bible, I was reading, and I was just spiritually listening to the Lord, and this came up. And, and it's like the Lord began to minister to me about whom are you going to serve? Are you going to serve this fear? That, that, is, uh, that, that is coming in with, that, with all the news media is bringing? Are you going to serve the fear that, that, uh, of what could happen, of what the enemy's trying to place in your mind about, uh, oh, you know, if you get this, you might be weak. You, and I heard somebody say this the other day, I, I don't know if my body's healthy enough. Amen? And, and so sometimes, and we may not be, I mean, who knows? But it's like Brother John said this morning, we know that when we take our last breath, that's only our first breath. Amen? When we take our last breath, that's our new life beginning. And therefore, we should not fear. We should not fear death. We should not fear the outcome of all of this. We should not fear the outcome of any day. We should worship. We should be praising God. We should not allow any kind of spiritual warfare to overcome us. We should not allow any kind of financial debt. We should not allow any kind of financial burden. Any kind of thing that comes against us, we should not allow it to have a place in our lives. We should not serve it. And what does it mean to serve? What is he saying here? He's saying if, you, if, you wanna, if the Lord is not good enough for you to serve, then go serve the other gods. Leave us alone. Amen. Go serve, get out of this land and go serve the other gods. Take your, take your possessions and go on about your business. But as for us, as for me and my house, God is good enough. He's the one who brought us out of Egypt. He's the one who created us. He's the one who gave us life. He's the one who breathed life into us. And we're not going to bow down to any other God. We're not going to serve any other God. But we're going to take today and we're going to serve the Lord with our whole heart. We're going to serve the Lord not out of fear but out of faith. And we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. And we're going to put that in our minds and we're not going to back away from it. So... I, I, I brought up the question 
Uh, two weeks ago, when I, the last time I spoke to you, we had an awesome time with Brother Darren last weekend. But I brought up this question, are, are you in a place spiritually to be able to handle tragedy? And thankfully, thankfully, we've not had to do, endure any kind of massive tragedy in the last few years. There's, I mean, we've, we've lost people, but we haven't tragically lost people, amen? And, and we, or we haven't had to endure any kind of tragedies until this coronavirus has come along. And, and now we're having to readjust. It's uncomfortable. Amen. Just checking to see if y'all are here. Y'all got some sour looks on your faces. Amen. Uh, all that Germex. And... So I, I told them this morning before we, when we prayed in the, in the office, I said, we're going to uh, anoint with... With Germex and baptizing Purell, uh, Amen. Uh, but no, but seriously, the the idea when this has come along, now we're looking at a pandemic. We're looking at a nationwide fear that's going on. I mean, it's fear bad enough. I went to the grocery store yesterday, and guess what? There is no meat to be found. Amen. <clears throat> and that's a good thing because there's no toilet paper either. Amen. And, 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 but, but this is what happens when panic sets in. When panic sets in, fear takes hold, people start doing ridiculous things. We start reacting because our flesh is used to things. Our flesh is comfortable with things. Our flesh doesn't want change. Our flesh is comfortable having our comforts that we're used to. I'm used to having my iPad to preach from. But if we lose power, guess what? My preaching's not going to stop. My note taking is not going to stop. My, my Bible reading is not going to stop. Amen? I may have to go outside to have some lights, but my, my study time, my, my alone time, my time with Him is not going to stop. Amen? Just because we may get quarantined does not mean we are not the church. It doesn't mean that we are not the body. We still have a mandatory call on our lives to go and make disciples. We still have an opportunity, just like in the day of, of the emperor in Rome. And I said this a few weeks ago, that, that during the time of the Black Plague, it was the Christians who stayed and cared for those who were dying from this plague. It was the Christians who put their lives on the line. It was the Christians who stayed, but it was also the Christians doing what we're supposed to be doing that changed the mind of an emperor who changed the outcome of what the empire was all about. He changed from being a, a, a wicked emperor into being a godly emperor and following Jesus Christ. And that happened because Christians stood up in a time of pandemic when there was death all around, when there was people dying all around. When, when all of chaos and people were leaving the city to get away from this plague... Christians stayed. What does that tell us? That tells us that God has a plan for us. When we're willing to lay our lives down to reach out to others so that they might know the Savior that we know, then God is about to bless the church again. We're in a season right now, we're in a time when God is wanting to pour out His blessings. But I want, to, I want to go back and I want, to, I want to share something with you that Brother Darren shared last week. 
And I want you to look at Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. And I can't help but keep going back to this because this story fits so well. Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 says, But as for you, this is Joseph talking to his brothers. He says, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God, God meant it for good in order to bring about in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now, remember the story of Joseph. You remember the story that Joseph had a dream as a young boy that, that his brothers and his father would, would all be bowing down to him. You remember that? Y'all go to Sunday school when you were kids? Amen. You remember the little picture of the corn stalks bowing down? Uh, <clears throat> Brother Dave's shaking his head no. I'm, I'm going to refrain from making an old joke, Brother Dave. <laughs> but uh, but the, I remember as a kid, I was, I was looking at those pictures, and I remember that, and I remember the story of, of Joseph, and you're telling that, and his brothers hated him for that. His brothers hated the fact that we're not going to bow down to you. You're the least of us, right? And, and, and now all of this that, that has taken place, being sold into slavery, uh, going to work in Potiphar's house, going to... Uh, uh, being put in prison and, and being in prison, I think it was 10 years, which is a time of testing. And, and, and all of this stuff going on in Joseph's life, but now he has, he has given uh, uh, the interpretation to the dream that the king has had. And now he has been made like second in command to the king. And all of a sudden, here come these guys that, that look a lot like family. Hello? And, and, and now they have to come in. They don't recognize Joseph because he's in Egypt and he's grown up since they saw him last. But now they're looking at this guy and they're coming in and guess what they're doing? They're bowing down to him because he is in a place of authority. He's been put in a place of authority, in a place where, where he has a high rank. And this says to me that whatever we're going through, Whatever situation is coming against us, whatever the power of hell wants to bring into this world, if we will remain faithful, everything that the world has meant for evil against us, everything that the world has tried to use to bring the church down, everything that the enemy has tried to call on the church and point fingers at, when we stay faithful and do what God has called us to do in loving him and loving our neighbors, guess what? All of a sudden, the one day, the earth, the world is going to bow down to the king of all kings. And he said, we're going to get to rule with him. We're going to get to rule. We're going to get to be a part of that. Amen. And it's not that we're going to be over anybody and better than anybody, but it's the fact that we get to be with him. Amen. As you, you meant for evil, you meant evil against me, but God has meant it for good. In order, this is important, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. You understand, when, when somebody gets infected with this, they're afraid. Fear sets in. Fear comes in, oh no, am I going to die? We talked to a nurse yesterday at the uh, wonderful lobby of hobbies where Sister Rachel works. And um, this, this nurse was telling us, she said, you know, there's more people 
getting over it than there are dying from it. It's mainly the people who have pre-existing conditions that are suffering the most. But to watch the news and to hear all the, the things, all they give you is the death total. They're not giving you the life total. Not all of them anyway. They want to push that fear because they want you to vote a certain way or they want you to feel a certain way or they want you to react a certain way. They want to control you. They want to have control over you. And that's, what, that's exactly what Joseph's brothers thought they were doing. He's daddy's favorite. And if we can get him out of the way or if we can control him, daddy will give us attention. Hello? Daddy will pay attention to us. If, if we can get little brother out of the way, daddy will pay attention to us. Well, you know, that's what the world is looking for. They're looking for daddy's attention. You go back, and, and I've shared this before. I'm going to say it again because the Lord led me to say it today. That, that Lee Strobel, who used to be an atheist, he said that he did a survey uh, of, of atheists. And he said, you know what the cause of most atheism is? 90% of the cause of atheism is the fact that men don't have, didn't have a father growing up. And they have this idea of, if I didn't have an earthly father to love me, how in the world could I ever have a heavenly father to love me? Control. The enemy wants control. But if we can regain our spiritual mindedness, if we can regain that, that, that fervency in our brain to overtake those thoughts and put, put fear in its place and put fear where it belongs, then all of a sudden we start walking in a spiritual authority that is beyond our flesh. We've got to get out of the natural and get into the supernatural. And the only way we can do that is to stop allowing fear to entertain our minds. Fear, fear that, that comes in to control and abuse and manipulate. And think about it like this. You kick a dog enough... You beat a dog enough, and I've seen this unfortunately in life. When you 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 beat a dog, it's gonna when when you walk around, it's gonna cower down. When you matter of fact, when anybody comes around, it doesn't know how to trust because all it all it has is a fear of getting hit again. And see, that's what the enemy's trying to do to the church right now. He's trying to hit you with more than you can handle. He's trying to hit you with more than you can stand. He's trying to hit you with all of these things that the world's wanting to say to you to, to bring you into a place to where he's got you full, so full of fear that you can't move. Amen? Am I talking to anybody today? Amen? If I'm talking to you out there, honk your horn. I'm not talking to anybody out there. Amen? <laughs> Say, <laughs> so, you know, you got to check. I mean, but, but the idea is today that the church, if we're not careful, we're going to be like that little dog. We're going to be so afraid when somebody comes around that we're not going to be able to even be a, a help in the kingdom of God. We're going to be so afraid. Oh, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it. I know I'm going to catch it. If I go over, they've got a face mask on. If I go over, I'm going to catch it. Hello? I'm not pointing fingers at you. I did it yesterday. Hello? And I had to repent later. 
Why? Because we bow to fear. We're, we're doing exactly, exactly what Joshua said we would do. Is we're serving other gods. We're serving an other God. And when we bow down to fear, we're bowing down to Satan. That's a strong truth, but it's a truth. When we bow down to fear, we are bowing down to Satan. Because Satan is a liar, and we already sang it this morning, that fear is a liar. One and the same. That spirit of fear is coming from the enemy. He's coming from the devil. He's coming from the hell that, that we don't want to belong to. And what, what's happening is, is he is getting the church to bow down in fear. He's getting the church to worship him because of this fear of this pandemic, because of the fear of catching this disease, because of the fear. I mean, he's used the flu, he's used strep, he's used all these other things, and now he's got something that he can use that's going all around, that's spreading all around, and it's fastly spreading. But this nurse told us yesterday, she said, I want you to understand that as fast as this came in, it's going to go that fast out. As soon as this weather changes and it heats up, she said, this, this virus cannot live. So I'm wondering today, are we going to serve other gods by allowing this fear to trample over our minds? See, what, what happened in Joseph's life was he was sitting in prison and he was listening to these dreams that these two inmates had and he's sitting there thinking, God, I mean, this is not exactly what you called me to, but I'm here right now. These guys have got problems. He didn't, he didn't he, I mean, he doesn't say that he was thinking about the vision he'd had when he was young. It doesn't say that he was blaming God for not being where he was supposed to be. Amen. It says that he interpreted their dreams. One was a baker and the other one was, I can't remember. Huh? Cup. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the idea is he's sitting there in prison with these guys and they have dreams and he interprets their dreams. You know what that means? That means God has a vision, has an, has an interpretation for everybody. You don't have to be the king. Matter of fact, you can't speak to the king until you get to the point of speaking to the common. Think about that. We're not, we don't get saved one day and we're just glory. You know? We're not better than anybody except for the blood. And that we've been given that blood so that we can share it with others. We've been given that grace and we've been given that mercy so that we can share it and be a part of living the life of giving to others so that we can be an image of Christ to this world. Otherwise, we're serving ourselves and we've made our own selves a God. That's this whole idea of secular humanism today. I'm good enough to fix my own problems. I'm good enough to do what I need to do for me. I'm good enough that I can do it myself and therefore I am my own God. Amen? So what I'm telling you today and what I'm, what I'm trying to get over to you today is that we're in a place to where it almost feels like there is a desolation going on. It's kind of like right now there is a... Uh, I, I get the image of this western scene where you walk out into the streets and the little tumbleweed goes rolling across the, the ground. 
It seems like that. Kind of feels that way today. It kind of feels like there is uh, this 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 isolation and this desolation and all. How are we going to get through this? What's tomorrow going to bring? Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring? Well, God knows, and God knows exactly what He's got for His people. He knows exactly what He has planned and what He has prepared. But here's the key. This is key. This is very key. Do you trust Him with that? Do you trust Him that He has tomorrow? Do you trust Him that He has the rest of this day? Do you trust Him that if He says, I want you to minister to somebody with this virus, that He's going to keep you from it? Or He's going to bring you through it? Hello? Come on. I mean, the idea of this God is He never does anything to harm us, but He does all that He can do to help us. And through us and let his light guide us so we don't know we don't know about the physical or the emotional response Joseph dealt with in in his time of imprisonment or his time of quarantine but we do know that he was faithful we do know that he was faithful and that it, doesn't, it didn't matter to him who gave him the vision, he interpreted it. It didn't matter who had the dream. He was willing to interpret for whoever came. Why? Because he recognized, he realized who he was in God, and he recognized what he was given. You get that? He recognized what he was given. He was given the ability to interpret these dreams, and that's what he did for God. Well, we've been given the ability to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And we need to adapt our mental thinking that way. That we can be spiritually minded, putting off all of the world, putting off all of the fear, putting off all of the chaos, putting off all of these things, and trusting that God has everything working together for our good. Amen. That's what's happening that's what's happening in, in all around this world today. And, and people are flipping out over all of this. And I mean, it's, it is a big deal. I mean, if you go to Italy today, well, you can't go to Italy today. Because people are dying left and right. But where is the church in all of this? Where is the church? We've got to be witnesses We've got to let people recognize that we're not afraid of this. Just as Brother John said this morning, we're not afraid of this. We're not going to back down. We're not going to cower down from being who God has called us to be. Because we're called and we're created in His image and in His likeness. And the last time I checked, my word says that He bore our iniquities. And He bore our shame. The chastisement of our peace was placed upon Him and the stripes that he took was for our healing. Do you get that? 39 stripes for our healing. Last time I checked, those viruses are in those 39 stripes. So I want you to think about it this morning, and we're going to close with this. The band can go ahead and come back. and We're going to all just come to the altar and pray this morning. And, um, but I want you to think about this for just a moment. 
Where are you at, spiritually mindedness? Where, where are you at right now with, with bowing down to fear? And it's like, it's like we said, it's good to be cautious. It's good to take precautions. It's good to, to have a plan. But where are you at today? Where are you at today in Christ? Are you ready to be a willing vessel? Are you ready to be a, a light in the dark times? Are you ready right now? Because if you're not, we need to get ready. We don't know how long this is going to last. I honestly don't feel like it's going to be much longer with the steps and the precautions that everybody's taking and with the weather changing. But I mean, God is in control. I mean, what if He allows this to last another month? Are we willing and are we ready to do what it takes to be who He's called us to be in the time that we're given? Are we ready? Will you stand this morning? This is Brother David was talking about. We're going to make some arrangements for people to have some things that they need that they, maybe they can't get out and get for themselves. We're going to make, make arrangements for, for things like that and, and to be a witness and to be a help. God has given us a vision for this uh, center to, to, to tutor kids Start, hopefully starting next, next semester. But it starts, it all starts having a spiritual mindset that we're not afraid. Whatever we have to go through, whatever we have to endure, whatever it takes. Because you know what? That's what Jesus did for us. It took enduring those 39 stripes. It took enduring that crown of thorns. It took people plucking out his beard. It took people punching him in the face and spitting on him and making fun of him. It took them stripping him down in front of everybody. He bore all of that for us. Surely, surely we can bear this through him today. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word to your people. Thank you for this wonderful bunch of people who are here today. That they've come not to, not to be rebellious, but Lord, to be in your presence. Today we do trust that you have everything. Not just some things, but you have everything working according to our good, Lord. And right now, God, we're going to come to this altar and we're going to get on our face. and We're just going to praise you. We're going we're gonna to jointly ask you today, God, to forgive us of our sins. We're going to turn from our wicked ways and we're going to watch you heal our land, Lord. Because it is only you who can do it. It is only you who can fix this pandemic that we go through, that we are in right now, Lord. It is only you. So today, in the name of Jesus, we humbly surrender and we humbly submit right now. In Jesus' name. Would you come to these altars this morning and just ask Him. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land.
you don't feel like coming, then just bow at your seat. But find you a place to.